So technology is obviously becoming more a part of people's lives and you know, everything is going to an app, everything's becoming digital. Yeah, Apple, they was uh they just announced that they're gonna allow digital driver's licenses on phones. We have digital passports in certain countries and in certain states, and you know, digital IDs are becoming a thing. Now, these digital IDs might sound all cool and progressive and like, hey, we're trying to help you when it comes to your privacy and stuff, but there's a real dark side to these digital IDs. Now, there was recently an article in the gray zone that discusses these digital IDs. So we're gonna take a look at the article, we're gonna go into it, and then we're gonna show you a video in regards to these digital IDs and how it looks and how it works. Uh, so let's get into it. The titans of global capitalism are exploiting COVID-19 crisis to institute a social credit style digital ID system across the West. With over 1 billion Indians in its database, Adahar is the largest biometric digital ID program ever constructed besides serving as a portal to the government. It tracks users' movements between cities, their employment status, and purchasing records. It is a de facto social credit system that serves as a key entry point for accessing services in India. For those yearning for an end to the pandemic-related restrictions, credential programs certifying their vaccination against COVID-19 has been marketed as the key to reopening the economy and restoring their personal freedom. But the implementation of immunity passports is also accelerating the establishment of a global digital identity infrastructure. As the military surveillance firm and NATO contractor Thales recently put it, vaccine passports are a precursor to digital ID wallets. And as the CEO iProve, a biometric ID company and Homeland Security contractor, emphasized to Forbes, the evolution of vaccine certificates will actually drive the whole field of digital ID in the future. So therefore, this is not just about COVID. This is about something bigger. And that's exactly the point because it doesn't end with COVID. It's always a part of something bigger. But these things take on a gradual route. It's a gradual process. Like, they're not going to just bring it out ASAP and just rush it on you. This is a slow, gradual process. And you see in India, they're practicing it. And they're also practicing it in some parts of Africa. And it's a little more full-blown than it is here in the States. But we know for a fact that this is actually coming to the States. For the national security state, digital immunity passports promise unprecedented control over populations wherever such systems are implemented. And Kinkovican, the former privacy commissioner of Canada, has described the vaccine passport system already active in her province as a new inescapable web of surveillance with geolocation data being tracked everywhere. For tech oligarchs such as Bill Gates and neoliberal institutions such as the WEF, digital ID and digital currency systems have already enabled the extraction of unbelievable profits in the global south, where hundreds of millions of people remain unbanked and therefore outside the sphere of electronic payment systems. A new inescapable web. That, that sounds extremely terrifying, dystopian, Orwellian, and just a case where they want full and total control. Across the globe, the certification of vaccination against COVID-19 is already a requirement to participate in daily life. In Indonesia, COVID vaccines are mandatory and those who refuse may face fines or be refused access to public services. In Greece, residents must prevent immunity to work in and enter bars, theaters, and other indoor public spaces. France has required resident, res, residents to carry a health pass for access to all restaurants, bars, trains, and any venue accommodating more than 50 people. A decision that has stroked widespread protests throughout the country. Socialist French former presidential candidate Jean-Luc Mélenchon has blasted the new restriction as absurd, unfair, and authoritarian. And control has always been the goal, always has been. Uh, they just want to limit where you're going, limit what you're doing, limit who you can hang out with, limit who you can see. They want to know what you're doing, who you're hanging out with, who you see. 
what you say, what you spend your money on, like this is all they want. And they're doing this starting with COVID as the guys, as the principal, as a starter, like, hey, this is the harbinger, it's COVID, you need your digital ID for your passport, for your vaccine. Next thing you know, whoop, you get your regular passport in there. Next thing you know, you get your state ID, your wallet, and it slowly trickles in into a bigger system of control. And we're going to see the effects of this very, very soon. Restrictions for Lithuanians who are not double vaccinated or are unable to demonstrate recent prior infection for COVID-19 represent some of the harshest in the world. They are banned from restaurants, all non-essential stores, shopping centers, beauty services, libraries, banks, or insurance agencies, universities, inpatient medical care, and train travel. Glukova Letuva, a self-described Lithuanian father who has refused vaccination, stated on Twitter, With no COVID pass, my wife and I are banished from society. We have no income, banned from most shopping, and can barely exist. And this is just a gentleman who's talking about being banned from systems. So you're being banned from stores, you're being banned from medical care, from the train, like from transportation. You're being banned from everything. But in some states and in some instances, these digital IDs have been used to the point and limited to the point and restricted to the point where people have actually died. In eastern India of Jharkhand, a wave of deaths took place in 2017 when impoverished citizens were cut off from government subsidized rations by the Adhar system. In several cases, aging widows were denied rice for several months because the system rejected their fingerprint scans. Around the same time, three brothers died of starvation after they failed to properly register with Adhar and were subsequently denied rations for six months. The same cruel fate was visited on the Kumari family, which was unable to obtain an electronic Adhar ID, lost their ration card, and saw their 11-year-old daughter die of hunger. Many people in Jharkhand have been victims of similar deprivation of food entitlements during the last few months, reported in the scroll. The main reason is that Adhar-based biometric authentication is now compulsory in about 80% of rations in the shops. According to Scroll, a random sample of 18 villages where biometric authentication was compulsory found that a staggering 30%, 37% of cardholders were unable to buy their food ration. And this is how it starts. It's like, oh, this is good for you. This is good for you. So we can give you an ID so we can find you some health care so we can give you data so you can be tracked and we know where you're at and we know who you are and you have access to your information at all times and people fall for it. And then a couple years later, it's like, oh, you don't have your ration card. You don't have your ID. You're dead. No food for you. And people in some of these places, they rely on that monthly ration of food. Like that's what they rely on that rice because it's necessary. And look at what happens. They're dead. And that, and that, that's, that's really sad. That's unnecessary. But this is what these digital IDs are going to be used for. It's going to be a, a, a cinch, a, 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 a noose around your neck of control. Besides making Adhar the key to obtaining government services, the Modi government has integrated data collected by Adhar to establish a 360-degree database that tracks when citizens move between cities, change jobs, or buy new property, according to the Huffington Post. Uh, when COVID-19 first reached India in 2020, Nikali proposed employing Adhar as the basis for anti-COVID vaccination tracking program. We must ensure that everybody gets a digital certificate with the date of vaccination, name of the vaccine, and vendor, he declared. Unsurprisingly, Nilekani's system of mass surveillance has proven much more effective at harvesting data than it has at been protecting it. In 2018, the Indian Tribune newspaper was able to purchase the personal information of nearly every user through anonymous sellers on WhatsApp. It only took 10 minutes and cost about $6. So there we go. There's another lie. You know, they'll tell you, oh, this is to help you, to protect you, to keep your identity safe. But the app isn't even safe. The digital certificate is not even safe. And yes, this thing is going to get streamlined. It's gonna, they're going to make it better. It's going to be more effective. But they're, the fact is that they're just lying to people because they want to lie to people because they need to gain control.
Digital ID can be leveraged by government and commercial platforms to facilitate a variety of digital transactions, including digital payments, explains the World Bank. In August 2021, in their white paper, the World Bank called on African nations to achieve a single digital market and loosen restrictions on digital infrastructure to lower the risk for investors. The paper revealed that the real intentions behind the World Bank's push for a closure to digital divide, opening the continent for foreign investment, government regulation, the paper declared, needs to smoothen the path to digital transformation in the rhythm in the in the region and once again you see it like this is not just some state thing this is not just some corporate thing this is not some people trying to make some money this is not a contracted thing this is being developed and pushed by influence influence from ngos influence from world organizations influence from politicians from lobbyists from corporations because this is the next wave you know you see like the situation with with the metaverse and, and facebook digital world the digital life the digital tracking the digital system data is the future and the digital id wallets are a part of that but the fact that people won't admit or won't realize that this situation is not something where everybody is just agreeing coming up with the idea like oh this is a good idea no they all agree on this and they plan this and they know that they want this because this is good for them because this means more control this means more power, and it allows them to control people and push people and keep people in check and not have any dissent because dissent is bad for their bottom line. Partners of the World Economics Forum platform for digital identity include the biometric ID firm Accenture, Amazon, Barclays, Deutsche Bank, HBC, MasterCard, and the firm Simprint. The initiative stakeholder represent the key beneficiaries of biometric ID system imposed on the global south, with Western multinational financial firms functioning as the gateway for inhabitants to participate in the global economy. The WFEF has also made it clear that the end goal of its agenda is expanding the model it established in India until every person in the world holds a unique digital ID. And that's it. You see that that's literally the point. They want everybody in the world to have a unique digital ID because they want to track and trace everybody. And the way you are able to start this process is by implementing the COVID world order or what I like to call the germ state or, you know, the bioterror state where you're afraid of germs. You're not afraid of terrorists anymore. You are afraid of germs and viruses because they could be anywhere and everywhere. And you are a germ carrier and we need to see your digital ID and we need to see your wallet and we need to see this because we want to we want to be there to protect you when in reality all they want to do to exploit you. Now, this is a very long article and I'm not going to read the rest of it, but the rest of the article goes into how people are fighting back. And you've seen the videos of the protests in France, the protests in um, Brooklyn. You've seen protests in um, where else? In Germany and all in the Netherlands and all these places where people are just tired. You know, what else? Oh, Italy's another place. You've seen all these protests and people are tired of this crap. People are just over it. And it's, it's, it's disgusting that this is even a thing. And if you're having a hard time kind of understanding what that looks like, you could probably look at my China, uh, the China video I did about the social credit score. But if that's not you know, getting it across to you enough. There is a video by the military contractor that is named in this article, Thales, that explains how their digital ID wallet would work when mandated and used by citizens who use it because the government told them so. Hello, everyone. Meet Lucy, student in psychology, and me, her digital ID wallet issued by the government to offer a wide range of identity services. In fact, 
I'm a handy way of proving and protecting her identity, both online and face-to-face. -face. Let's have a closer look at what I can do. I can help governments to better communicate with citizens. Right now, I'm reminding Lucy of the appointment she needs to schedule for her mandatory vaccination. Time to go to her exam. Lucy is a bit stressed out. I'm here to make it easy for her to prove she is the right candidate, with a quick and secure connection between her phone and the examiner's. Exam passed successfully. Quick stop at the doctor's before celebrating, and no time to lose. On the way, Lucy uses me to declare her passport lost. She needs it for her upcoming road trip. No issue. She can request an emergency digital passport without having to go to the authority office. I make official admin a lot smoother. And that's not all. I can also help Lucy request a birth certificate, pay her taxes, or prove who she is when onboarding to new services, such as opening a bank account. I allow Lucy to certify her healthcare coverage entitlement. She's able to decide whether to authorize the doctor to access her medical records or not, ensuring her control over her personal data. Lucy needs one more thing before being all set for her trip to Australia, renting a car. I help her share her driver's license credentials online so that she doesn't have to wait hours in a queue to collect the car when she gets to Brisbane. The rental company benefits from secure and accurate information and Lucy from a smooth experience. Lucy's friends are waiting for her inside the bar to allow her to get in. I simply generate a QR code that proves Lucy is old enough, so she doesn't have to share all her ID details with the bar staff. So yes, I'm Lucy's best companion. I protect her identity and official credentials wherever she goes. I provide secured access to public and private services and allow her to have full control over her data privacy. In other words, I give the right access to the right data to the right person. I am also trusted by governments to best support countries' digital transformation, fight against ID fraud, and deliver smooth public services. I am the Talis Digital ID Wallet.